This is what a pre-service prayer meeting looked like. This one, just laughing. And I was just, it was just a laughing mess. Thank you so much for having us. This is a lot of fun. Wow, it doesn't feel like we're on a mountaintop right now. It feels good. It feels hot, but it feels good. This is good. Wow, it's a good, this is a good church. Mum and Dad go here. Where are Mum and Dad? Give me a wave. Clive and Heather. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I appreciate just who you are, and this feels a lot like home. It just feels like home. I really feel I'd love us to give the worship team another round of applause. That was incredible. Wow. Can you stand up? Who's the worship team? Can we have the worship team? Anyone who is on the worship team, stand up. Jesse, you guys. I'd love it. Wow. Thank you. Let's give you a round of applause. We would love to, um, I think I'd love to have some of the team just prophesy over you. So can we get some of the team up? At the same time, we're going to introduce the team as well. So and I'm going to hand over to Ruthie too. So can we have all the team come up and then um, we're just going to prophesy over the worship team because that was incredible. They led us into the promised land. I just keep feeling promised land and I'm just laid on my face there going, I don't want to move. I want to live all the time like this. And I know it's possible. This is what it's like. They give us a piece of, they remind us every week. They get us to declare truth in worship. Remind us that's, that's what we believe. That's what we live. We get to sing it all together in unity. So um, we have, my name's Grace. This is Ruth Fitzpatrick. And we have Marianne Fryer, Adrian Chalkley, um, David Margetts, and Naomi Drysdale. We have all done various years at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, which I think is a bit like Ronsil. Does anyone remember the Ronsil adverts? It does exactly what it says on the tin. If you're going to do a supernatural ministry school, you just call it, that's what we do, supernatural ministry. So all of us have seen various stages of just seeing the Lord come. We love, we just love visiting churches. We love just partnering with you. And uh, Ruth and I were talking about this morning, this feels like one of the best environments we've been in. And last, was anyone here when Ruth brought a team from the Bethel ministry? Yes. Oh, wow. I heard amazing things. They came back saying, that was the best church service we've been at. We saw so much happen, and we just love who you are. So we just felt like we wanted to come back, see what God's got. We've got a couple of things on our hearts, but we've not got anything that has to happen. We just feel like God's just going to lead us. There's a lot going on already. It's thick in here. It's hot, but it's thick too. Um, So I'm going to introduce Ruth in a little minute, but the first thing we want to do is just prophesy over the worship team, do you think? Brilliant. So if the worship team want to stand up, team, if you want to pick any member of the team to prophesy, and as long as we get everyone covered, that would be great. Are you ready for it, guys? Hands out, getting ready to get blasted. In fact, we were playing with Holy Spirit water bombs earlier, so we're just going to throw a couple your way. Come on, just throw a couple your way. In fact, it does actually feel like we're in the river right now. Do you want to just, why don't we do that? Can we get everyone to stand up a minute? We're going to get a stand up before we even start prophesying. Dig deep in that river. It feels like it's kind of waist high and it's getting higher. And I expect it's going to get over our heads by the end of the service. We don't just stop when worship stops. We're just carrying on. So turn to the person you're left and right. Pick up some water and just splash them with it. Just splash them with it. Splash them. Just give it. You need more of that. Come on. Throw one. I'm just going to throw a couple of water bombs. Come on. <laughs> Why don't we just thank Jesus for more of him? We want to see that water level. God, thank you. Just speak out. Just praise him for your week. Praise him for what's been going on. Praise him for what he did in worship. We're just going to spend some moments just thanking the Lord. Lord, thank you for who you are. Lord, thank you for this week. Father, I thank you for all that you're doing in KLC. I thank you for my week. I thank you for all that your spirit does, Lord, that you are truth, that you turned everything upside down. Every moment we face, you flipped it around and you said, I can do better at that. Any problem we faced, you say, I don't have a problem. Anything we faced that you thought, that we felt that was bigger than us, you said, I'll move that mountain. Just watch me. Lord, I thank you that you stand in front of everything that we're going through and you say, it's not big enough for me. It's not big enough. Dream bigger, dream bigger. And I see the Lord just downloading dreams right now. Just put your hands out. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a religious thing. It's just a sign. Put your hands out. God, I pray every one of us, Lord, would you increase the dreams? They're so big. They actually frighten us. 
they are so big, they're actually frightening us because they have to be bigger. If our dreams are as big as we are, then we've reduced you to our size. God, we want dreams that are as big as you are. So would you increase our dreams? If we're facing things that look impossible, I just declare that is not impossible in Jesus' name. That God is not frightened by those things. God doesn't have problems. He looks at the things that feel to a problem like you and he goes, just wait. I've made you to send you into lands where the world would not dare go. You are dangerous. In fact, you have an unfair advantage. You have the Holy Spirit inside you. You have the Holy Spirit inside you. Why don't you say that? I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. Come on, let's say it again. I have the Holy Spirit inside of me and I'm dangerous and I'm dangerous. <laughs> so let's just give the worship, just give him a praise and thank him and just lift up praise to him. Thank him, God. Thank you, 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 God. Lord, you even give us the thanks to pour our lips. You even give us the gift of praise. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wow. Just stay in this place. You can sit down, but stay in it. There are things, Ruth and I actually, and the rest of the team are going to be saying things that we actually don't care if you don't remind, if you don't remember everything we say. We actually care more that you capture something of the Lord that you get something from him. And I actually feel like he can say stuff that we never say. I've heard people, I've actually come out of conferences and gone home and someone will say, what was it about? And I'll say something. And the conference was never about that because God just chose that time to release it. Because the spirit of God, when, when the spirit of God turns up, everything that he is turns up. Do you know in the Old Testament, the amount of names of the Lord is because he is everything of those. He is every single one of those. So when he turns up, everything that he is turns up. Everything is. So if you're sitting there today and you need financial breakthrough and you need relationship breakthrough and you need to, you just need a touch of the Lord, you need healing, you need something, then God's going to give it to you and he's going to say, I'm no, I'm no respecter of people's. Isn't it wonderful? He's no respecter of people's. He just says, I'm going to turn up. And because he's such a Jehovah sneaky, he'll do it anyway. He'll do it anyway, even if you forget to ask him. So that's just a little snippet. That's just a pre-warning. Um, so I'm going to hand to the team, team, worship team. Let's do it again. If you guys want to stand up, we're going to just, those who are on the worship team, stand up. We're just going to release some words over you. Um, hi. So uh, my word is for, um, what's, what's your name, the lead singer? The Jesse. Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Um, I actually felt like while you were worshiping, when you, took, when you went into that spontaneous worship at the end, um, like there was something that actually changed in your voice and I f- like you already have an incredible anointing but I feel like the Lord's going to take you to new levels where he's actually going to give you new voices and you're going to like the the range of your voice is going to increase and what you're going to find is that when you go into spontaneous worship you're actually going to start singing in new ways you're going to pick up different ways of um communicating the Lord's heart to the people that you're um, bringing into worship. And you already are in an incredibly deep place with the Lord, but he's taking you into an even deeper place. And um, are you, are you, ma- I don't, I'm going to take it, are you guys married? Yeah, I, I feel, <laughs> you were kind of sitting next to each other, so that was a little bit of a clue. <laughs> I took a risk. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like your marriage is... Um, Firstly, he's going to take you to a new level of joy in your marriage. And uh, I really feel like your marriage and um, what, you've, what you've fought for in your marriage and where you're going um, is going to be a real testimony to other people. So you're going to draw other, you're going to just lead other couples in that. Yeah, thank you, God. So I just bless their marriage. I bless them as a worship team, and I just bless them as they continue on that journey into deeper intimacy with the Lord. Thanks. Please share. What's your name again? Sorry. Robin. Um, I just saw, um, had a picture of you um, in a gold mine, and you were literally a few swings of the pickaxe away from that, the richest seam of gold you'd ever seen. I've, I feel there's, there's a lot of creativity in you that, that's just coming to the surface as well. Do you, do you write music and songs? No. Okay. It might be a different area, but I just really felt there's this, this is expression of you that, that's coming out that is almost the purest you that, that the world has ever seen, and that's what people really need. Wow. Um, I have a word for you. What was your name? Yeah. John. 
Um, yeah, I saw this picture of you um, burrowing um, deep, and um, and it was like to the naked eye, it didn't actually. People were like, "What is he doing?" But it was like you're burrowing deep with God, and because of Him living in you, it was just brightening up. There was all these different tunnels, and there was loads of options and loads of choices. And I feel like God's telling you you have lots of options and lots of choices, and He believes in you, and you're just to go for it. And I just feel like you're a real man of courage, and um. And I see this leadership on your life, and you're going to lead the way and pave the way for people that, um, and they're just going to follow you. Like, you're not going to have to build a team because you're just a good leader, and people just naturally follow you. Um, yeah, so I just bless that. Hi. Um, what's the name of the lady in white over the back? Alison. Um, I had two pictures, which just mean the same thing. I had a picture of a pine tree, and the the first one I got was prickly. I'm like, there has to be more than that, God. I can't tell someone. I see a pine tree. You're prickly. Um, but then I saw uh, like an anemone, and like in Finding Nemo, uh, and the the clownfish like actually hide in the sea anemone because they use it as protection. And actually, that's what the prickly thing was about. It's like for birds and other small insects that need protection, they hide in the pine tree or they hide in the in the sea anemone. And I felt actually you have. Some people might think you have a prickly exterior. I don't know you, and so that's just kind of the impression I get. But actually, you're a really safe place for people to grow, and you're a place where people can run to and go, actually, no, here I'm protected because she cares for me, and she'll be strong when the, when the winds are blowing, and she'll be a safe place when the sharks are around. And actually, I can, I can get close to her, and I can be protected, and I can grow knowing that I'm protected. So yeah, I just bless you with um, strength to nurture people and to protect them. Um, so I have a word for um, you, this gentleman here. What's your name? Quentin. Nice to meet you, Quentin. Um, oh, gosh, I hate it when God gives me funny pictures. I got a picture of a chainsaw. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this sounds freaky. What does that mean? I feel like um, he's, he's basically giving you an upgrade. So um, you've been chopping and um, kind of bushes with um, like old-fashioned clippers and you're someone who's very very careful and detailed about the way that you do the, just the way you, you just have a real excellence about the way that you do things um, and I feel like you've it takes you a lot of time but he's actually giving you an upgrade and he's giving you a chainsaw so that you can do everything that you do with excellence but you can do it at a higher pace so you're going to have more impact on the kingdom yeah so I just bless that in you Over there, blue t-shirt. Connor, hi. Um, yeah, I just felt God was saying that you, you hear from him really well. You hear from him really well. You've, you've got that, you're just in time with the heartbeat of heaven. What matters to God matters to you, and he's so pleased. Yeah, it's true. And I, um, is this one? I also saw Connor, you, God says to you, you have a brilliant mind. You have a really great, sharp mind. And God is adding to you this divine gift of courage. I just see you. It's like you're going to take this deep breath and suddenly there's going to be this breath come in you and the courage to do what you know is in you to do. And there's a time and a season that's coming that's now. And I just declare over you that you have divine courage. You have everything you need to go and do your dreams, to dream big. And you have a brilliant mind. You're able to see things as they are and analyze them. And, and people come to you for, for wisdom and advice about how to do things. And those are all good gifts that God is just adding to and adding to and adding to. You just haven't seen half of it yet. So we bless you that the wind of the fire is behind you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Should we give them a round of applause? Thank you, team. Thank you so much. They are all good friends of ours. This, this is half the fun in ministering with friends. You know each other. You know what each other's gifts are, but you also know that you'll be fools for Jesus because it doesn't really matter, does it? We just, we just want to see more of God. We want to just have a lot of fun. So it feels like a traveling circus. Um, Ruth, <laughs> it's a lot of fun, I tell you. <laughs> that is the biggest compliment. Um, Ruth and I are traveling around the UK at the moment. We're doing a bit of a summer of fun. So we've been so far to um, Bristol, Cornwall, London, here. We're about to go to Harrogate, Bath, Bristol, London again. So Salisbury, Leicester. It's probably the whole of the UK right there, isn't it? Just about, <laughs> just about UK. We've had a lot of fun. We are just seeing so much. You know what we're seeing? So much joy in the UK. 
there is so much joy in the UK and there is such faith. It feels, feels like from, from having gone out of the UK, I've had the privilege of going out of the UK to the US and back again. I've done that three times now. And every time there's been this water level gone up and up and up in, in I think our understanding of who we are, the nation of England understanding who we are. And we've had these natural events like the, um, obviously the most recent, the birth of a beautiful young king to be. Um, we've had the Olympics, we've had um, the Queen's birthday, we've had her jubilee. And it seems like in the natural, suddenly people have, have had street parties and we've kind of got to know each other a bit more. We've, that joy that is very much an English thing, but has become, we haven't always been known for that. But it's such an English thing because we are, we're a nation, of, we're an apostolic nation. We're a nation that, that shows the world standards of excellence. Our law is used around the world. The English law is used as a standard and I really believe that in the rest in the whole of the country that's what we're for I think people are actually getting back no England is great we're going to stop arguing with each other we don't know where the enemy within is there's no external enemy anymore everyone's just looking at each other and actually when it gets to that level you have to give up you have to say it's not worth trying to find the enemy anymore I need to find the truth I need to look at the truth I need to know the truth and the truth is going to set me free the nature of England is being set free by us realizing who we are and as we sit here, all, I'm talking to all of us now, we are realizing who we are. And God's plan in his heart towards you is for you to get that. So I want to declare of you right now, God is working on your side for you to understand yourself as a daughter or a son of him as a daughter of a son of the king and what that means in your life because he's got you like a domino you fell for him and all the others around you have got a target on them all the others so right now he's doing something in your family if you're can you put your hand up if you're waiting for people to be saved in your family if you're praying for people to be saved i just declare over you a truth the truth is that right now god is doing something in your family right now he's put a target on every single member even if you forget to pray for them every day that it doesn't, he, those are on his heart. When he got you, he got the rest of your family. He got the rest of your family. And I call them in, in Jesus' name. I call every member of your family in right now as you sit in this place and you worship God because you are an intercessor for Christ. Whether you call yourself that or not, the fact that you believe in the risen Christ means you're an intercessor for him. It means you are a witness to the whole of our generation and the whole of history to say Jesus is alive because we're in the greatest revival. In fact, Ruth's going to tell you about some of the figures. If we are currently in the greatest revival. She's always the one. I need to remember these figures, but we are currently in the greatest revival that the world has ever seen the greatest rival, but sometimes we wouldn't know it because the media isn't going to tell us because the media is not the one we need to look at to tell us what's going on with God. Yeah. Lots of facts, Ruth. So I'll come in with the facts. <laughs> I'm the facts lady today. Um, so we are in the greatest revival the world has ever known. And what we've seen in the past is localized revivals, right? We've seen the Welsh revival. And everyone goes to Wales and sees crazy outbreaks of God doing amazing things. Or the Azusa Street revival, right? You, you get what I mean? You've got these localized revivals. But what's happening right now is that God is doing it all over the planet. That it's not just a one-place thing. God is pouring out his spirit on all people in all nations and doing amazing things. And um, the facts that, that Grace is referring to is that every single day, 15,000 people are saved in South America. That's amazing. Come on, Come Jesus. On. You can give him a shout of praise for that. That's amazing. Thank you, God. 20,000 people are saved every day in Africa. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. This, every single day, every single day, 80,000 people are born again in China. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. I mean, that's amazing. And you were born for such a time as this. You are alive today in the middle of the greatest revival the world's ever known and you're saved you're part of his purpose and plan that's my facts come on jesus <laughs> right i'm going to introduce the facts lady because before i go any further it it really is important that we um a big thing on our heart is honoring and i want to honor ruth because i want to tell you about who you're going to hear from because i want to raise your faith for what you're about to receive this woman got um healed from me by a hug from heidi baker now, some of you probably heard that testimony. Did you share that testimony last time you were here? Brilliant. Now, she might, say, she might um, 
say it again, but I've never seen anyone go after the childlike heart like I see Ruth go after the childlike heart. She's both, I've seen her lead a 40-person mission team, be on one of the leadership teams of a new developing ministry in um, Bethel, alongside some of the senior leaders in Bethel, and hold her own, and be able to move in the wisdom of God, and yet be able to roll on the floor and be the childlike, and turn whole rooms of people that came in with sour faces, faces to the Lord, and walking out in joy. And there are a few people I see with that anointing, and that's why I'm traveling with this woman. I'm getting everything I can. I stand next to her and literally it's just sucking like this constantly because she moves in such an ability to be able to to pastor a vast group of people yet see exactly what the Lord is doing and not be unashamed of going after it. So I've seen her look foolish in front of people, but they are very glad that she did that because the moment she steps out and pulls people into that, that step, that step of faith in a meeting, it's just I've seen all heaven break loose. So I've got big, big expectations for today, and I, I just really encourage you to do the same as well. And I do also want to honour the team, that every single one of these we've invited onto the team, and we, we advertised out to Bethel students who are in the UK we've all got something to bring but these guys came on and we were just felt I feel like we've got the A team going on right now they have all moved I've probably I think I've traveled on a trip with almost every one of them I had I was a roommate with Marianne at at Bethel as well and there's something very unique that they all carry so we just we've been praying about what to do today we may we may get them up and to release something if we don't then we're going to all be praying at the end and um, we'll get them to, to release over you what they personally carry because they're all moving in something that they could quite as easily be up here as well as us. It just happens that we're leading, leading today. Wow. Come on. Thank you, Gracie. Isn't she incredible? This woman is amazing. Yeah, you can, you can clap for her. I mean, she, she, having her around is just like life. She just speaks life all the time. She is so encouraging, so loving, so safe, and so powerful. Like, this, this woman inspires me. She challenges me, she inspires me, and she calls out greatness in me. And she's an amazing friend as well. So there is so much uh, joy and power in doing things in team and in family. And these guys, we, we, we are actually all really good friends. And Naomi and I shared a room, and we're, you know, <laughs> we're just, we're all great friends. And there's something about this family thing, and we'll probably go after that yeah. in a little bit. But um, any of these guys are dangerous, and if you don't want to... Uh, get radically transformed, then stay well away from them. But if you'd like to be never the same again, um, just get within like 10 feet and you'll be transformed forever. They are powerful people. So great to be back here. Thank you so much for having me back. Thanks, Brian. I know, Grace was right. I had so much fun at this church. And so did my team. They, we were raving about you guys. We're like, something is happening in Northampton. Do you know, God is there. He's doing incredible things. Like, he's moving on the streets. People are getting saved. Radical miracles are happening. There's a family of people that are running after God. And, and we got to come and be a part of it for a couple of days. And we were like, that is a privilege. And that is an honor. And so it's even more of a privilege to be back. Thanks for having us back. And uh, Brian and Allison, I just, can you just stand up for me for a second? I just want to honor these guys because... You know, yeah. <laughs> get so we're, we're, we're just, we just arrived this morning, right? And uh, we're just hanging out. Just, we've been probably in the room about 30 seconds. And Brian comes in and he just starts praying. And the, and the angels just come in the room. Yeah. And the presence of God just yeah. drops. And we just yeah. all lay on the ground and <laughs> laugh for the next half an hour. Because this man carries a passion for the presence. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that, that's my kind of pastor. Yeah. I was hiding the floor going, I love this guy. <laughs> I love it. That's, that, this guy is laid down his life for the presence of God. That's what he's done. And I I just want to honor you for that, that that there's a deep well that you carry and you walk into a room and that deep well follows you. And there's there's just a passion for his presence, but also a a surrender and a sacrifice. And I I just want to honor him in front of all of you guys. Like you have a world changer leading you. You have a man who's hugely anointed, who's hugely followed the call of God in his life. And has this huge passion for the presence. So can you just stretch your hands towards him for a second? And we're just going to bless him because, you know, whatever he gets flows out to you guys. And the other thing, Brian, that I saw was even when you were up here and you were worshiping, your passion for your church was so evident. And I, I, I saw at times as you looked out, this joy on your face. I'm like, this is my family. And, um, and I just thought that was the most beautiful thing to watch. And I feel like God just wants to really honor you for, for everything you've laid down for him and that, um, He's so proud of you because so many lives have been transformed. So, God, we just bless Brian. Can you, can, team, can you just come and just lay hands on them and 
Just keep your hands stretched towards them. But God, we just bless these two. We thank you for the fire that is on Brian. I thank you for the prophetic well. And Brian, I just saw um, you becoming an, a, a, your, your church becoming an equipping center specifically for the prophetic. And there is such a, a momentum behind you. And I feel like you have such insight into the heavenly realms and into the supernatural and with the prophetic, but also with partnering with the angelic that has meant there's a huge momentum. And there's a shift that's happened even in the last few months and it's accelerating. And I saw the momentum of heaven behind you because you've made a place because you've made a place and you've made it a priority so i bless that and allison i I, (laughs) wow you carry the authority of heaven like you are a woman who this this woman i'm gonna say in front of everybody because people need to hear who they have leading them because sometimes somebody comes in every now and again and you don't realize that like these guys are my heroes because quite frankly, what we do is, is kind of easy. We can go somewhere, give our best message, and you know, we're, and, 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 but these guys do this week in, week out of pastoring and loving and, and championing. But Alison has this tremendous gift of authority on her life. She carries life. Like she's a real mother in the spirit and has this ability to call things that are not as though they are, to call things that are dead and speak life. And, and I feel like you've done this with churches, Alison. You've done this with families. You've done this with finances. You've done this with sickness. And God is just, an, there's an anointing on your life, not just in the secret place, but in, in the public arena. And, and Alison, I saw you preaching with the fire of God coming. And there's such an anointing on your words. Like there is such a huge anointing on your words. And I feel like God has been unlocking that even in recent years. But I just freak increase, increase. Just clutch your hands towards it and just say, we, yeah, we give you permission just to fly, to fly, to fly. And God, I thank you for the anointing on these two together. Wow, we thank you that they are a mother and father, not just of this church, not just of this city, but in this nation. And we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Wow. And I just felt like God was saying, it's not going to slow down. It's increasing. It's not slowing down. It's getting stronger. And so we bless you. We bless you. And the strength of God and the joy of the Lord being your strength as a family. You guys can just hang out there. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Wow. You're an incredible church. And um, I, I have the privilege of going to a lot of churches. I love it. I love seeing the different aspects of God, the different faces of God, the different ways churches worship. But I, I really believe there is something special on you guys as a church. And, and I'm driving up yesterday. God just started to speak to me about how radical you are. And some of you have a sort of niggling feeling that you might be radical. And some of you are already running after the radical thing. But I saw specifically the passion on this church for the community. That there's a passion on this church to reach the streets. There's a passion on this church where some of you have felt almost a tugging of God of like, okay, it's time. It's time. The time is now. Are you ready to be radical? And, uh, and, and I felt like God wanted to, this morning to say that he gives you permission to be great. And some of you need to give yourselves permission to be great. You know, like Grace was saying, and this is something that, that coming back to the UK, I get to come back to the UK fairly regularly. And I'm like, God, I, I want to build in the UK. I, I believe in this nation, and I believe in the apostolic call of this nation. I believe that this is a nation of pioneers. This is a nation that the world looks at, and this is a nation in revival. And I think I said to you last time, but a lot of people are looking at Bethel and what God is doing there, but Bethel is looking at England. And there's an excitement about what is going on here. Wow. Thank you, God. There's an excitement. There's something special going on. And uh, as I was coming back and I, I was asking God, God, what needs to be released? I felt he said a couple of things. And I felt he said that um, Great Britain needs permission to be great again. Yes. That as individuals, we, we, um, God is giving us permission to be great. Yes. He always has done. The, the key is that he is great and he only makes great things. Yes. All right. And so sometimes we have this whole thing of like, I have to be humble. I have to be humble. And in order for God to get glory, then I just say I'm a terrible person. Uh, Jesus. But that's not true, right? If he is great and he made you in his image, then you, you cannot call what God made anything but great. Anything but amazing. Everybody in this room is God, God's plan A. You are God's plan A for the world. He only makes great things. And you know what? When you realize how great you are, you're giving him glory. Humility is simply thinking about yourself in correct relationship to God. Is this making sense? And so, Gracie, you can come hang out here if you want. 
We'll tag team some stuff. She's too amazing to let her just go, you know. But um, I felt this, this kind of pull on some of you that um, t- this morning there was going to be this thing of stepping into and in embracing the greatness on your life where, where that, that tug of like, I know I was born for more than this and I know I was born for greatness, but sometimes we're afraid of greatness. We're actually afraid of the greatness on our lives. Like that, honestly, that's what happened to me. I, I went out to Bethel and people started saying, you have this anointing on your life and you are going to do this and you're going to do that. You're going to do this. And I'd be like, oh, that's great. But there was a part of me that was like, uh, I know me. <laughs> Get what I'm saying? I, I, I know who I am. Really? Really, God? And there's something like, I love the UK. But sometimes we, we have this thing and it's called the tall poppy syndrome. It's called the tall poppy syndrome. And it basically means that when somebody stands out, somebody's doing really, really well, there's a tendency we have to kind of tear them down. Don't get too arrogant. Don't get too big for your boots. You, no, no, you're not as great as you think you are. Don't be arrogant. How many of you have, have done well in school, in a job, in different stuff, and you've, and you've actually suffered from people because of it? I, I have. Something, something happens to you. You get promoted. You get some favor. You get something else, and people around you go... Why you got that? You shouldn't get that. Something there, there is something wrong with that. That is not kingdom. And and I felt like God was saying that as a nation, us going to the next level is breaking that thing. Because you know, when I call out the greatness in grace, and when grace calls out the greatness in me, we actually get to receive the gift that we were supposed to be to each other. We get to receive the gift. The, the Bible says, if you honor a prophet in the name of a prophet, you get what? A prophet's reward. Which, which means that you actually get to receive the gift that that, that prophet is. Yes. And so when I say this, Grace, you are incredible. I, I know you were born for greatness. And I, I called that out in her. She ra- rises up to that, right? Yes. And becomes that. And I actually get to receive the gift that she is to the body of Christ. The gift that she is to me as a sister in Christ. Yeah. And this is something that God is saying. That, that in a family, when one of our family is promoted mm. at work, what do we do? We celebrate, right? And that's what we're supposed to do as the body of Christ. That we're supposed to be able to say, you know, I have a dream to see 10 million souls saved. And people go, I believe you can do it. I believe it. I'm going to champion you. Hey, what's the next step for that? How, how can I help you achieve your dreams? How can I hold you accountable to the greatness in your life? Like, I get the whole um, holding accountable to, to sin, right? So you, you talk to somebody and you help and all that kind of stuff. But I don't believe that's what accountability is just supposed to be about. I have people in my life, like these guys, like Grace, who, who hold me accountable to the greatness in my life. If I'm not dreaming, then I need someone to say, Ruth, what are your dreams right now? Yeah. Ruth, what are you believing for? What is God saying over your life and how are you pursuing the greatness and the call on your life? Because I, I don't want to fall below the greatness that he's called me to. And I know I get to step into it more and more each day. Yeah. But there's some of you here that there's, you felt this tugging even for years. I was born for more than this. And there's almost like a, yeah. a radical roar wanting to come out of you. Yeah. And you've been a little bit afraid of it. And if this, if this applies to you, I just want you to stand up right now. Like don't, don't, th- the other thing is this will try and hold you back, right? Yeah. And so the instant thing of you're supposed to stand out is the thing that's making you sit in your chair. But as some of you, as soon as you stand up, you're standing up and you're going to be counted. And that thing is going to break off of you. And thank you so much. Can we just celebrate her for standing out? <laughs> yeah. Come on, the first person. I'm yes. proud of you. Like some of you, as you stand up, shame is falling off of you. And shame, shame is anything that makes you feel less than. Yeah. Or that makes you feel like you're not qualified. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're in this room and you've stood out before and people have torn you down because of it, there's a reason to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. a heck of a lot Thank more people you. that God is pulling on. Come on, we celebrate oh, you. Just clap these yes. people as they're standing up. You're, you're amazing. Be great. Thank you, God. Yes. Thank you, God. Come on. There is a call for greatness. That's probably about half the people that need to stand up. Just stay, stay standing. Yeah, Just keep cool. staying standing. You know, there's a call where God is saying, are you prepared to stand up and be counted? Yeah. Are you prepared to stand up and be counted? Because he chose you. Yeah. You know, every one of us is chosen, but some of us believe we're chosen. When you believe you're chosen, there's power in it. Yeah. You are chosen to transform history. Yeah. And, and some of you, you, you may partially believe that, well, you don't believe that yet, stand up because there's a revelation coming to you and we're going to pray for you guys. If there's something in you that goes, oh, there was something more that I was born for. 
Or if anybody's ever torn you down, I know there's more people. Just ask, just say, Holy Spirit. Should I be standing up right now? (laughs) And if you feel that, yes, stand up. Come on. You guys are doing amazing. It's true. I'm also going to invite those people to stand who you've got dreams that you do not know how are going to happen. It actually frightens you. And you, you even worry about whether you can handle it, whether you're enough. You're, you're actually trying to think of other people who should actually do it. Maybe a promotion that you're supposed to get, something, you're in a job line. And do you know with Joseph, he knew he was going to be, but he was in a prison. He was able to be that before anyone could see he was that. And others would have probably thought it was arrogant. Others would have probably have thought, you're an absolute joke, you're a prisoner, you've actually, you've done the wrong thing, you shouldn't even be there, why on earth? I mean, who are you to do that? Those are the sorts of things that are going to come against you, those are the sorts of things, but they come in subtle ways and they go, you can't do that, you're not qualified, you're not, you haven't been set up, you haven't got the background that they've got, you're not able to do that, you watch other people and a jealousy comes out of your heart, I mean, that, it does come out, but all it is doing, it's not condemning you, all it's doing is saying, you're called to greatness, because you know there's something inside you that's called to more than you're, fun- you're currently functioning at. So I want to ask those to stand up. Anyone who's left, and those, thank you very much for those who are standing up, but anyone who's left who thinks, there's something in my heart that thinks I'm not done yet, I feel like I'm just frustrated with where I'm at, I see other people, they're getting it, I haven't got it yet. That's another sign to say there's something inside you that is great, that is calling you to be great, and it's manifesting itself as a less than. But that can change in a moment. That can change in a moment. Thank you for standing. This is big. You're doing this on behalf of our nation. I want you to know that. You're doing this on behalf of Great Britain. Stand if it's just standing for this nation. Come on. You know, the other thing that I felt like God is doing this morning as some of you are standing is breaking off disappointment. There's sometimes a process makes us feel like God has said no or there's a disappointment that creeps in when we're actually just taking steps towards the final outcome. And sometimes we get so focused on the outcome and the goal that we get disappointed just a couple of steps in and we say, I guess I'm not called for that. I was sharing the testimony of how many, oh, not the testimony, the analogy of how, how many of you watched Murray? It is a testimony really, isn't it? Andy Murray won Wimbledon. I mean, that's a testimony. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but, and Scottish. I know. But can you imagine if Andy Murray is playing right, he plays a point, he wins, celebrates, plays another point, wins, celebrates, gets to the next point, he loses it, and he goes, oh, maybe I shouldn't be here. Well, I'll play, I'll play one more point. Oh, I, I lost it. Well, so the point is over, it's over, it's disappointment creeps in, I'm never going to play again. But actually, no, what did we do? We celebrated each point, right? Yeah. And we celebrated the games, and we celebrated the sets, and we yeah. celebrated the matches, yeah. and until we got to the championship. Yeah. But God is actually calling some of you to celebrate the little steps. Yeah. Because some of you are so focused on the end goal, but God's saying, I'm focused on the journey. Yeah. And you having a journey to achieving your dreams is what's going to make the nation yeah. stop and say, yeah. wow. Yeah. I'm, going to read, I'm going to read you something. <laughs> from the Bible. It's a great book. And then we're going to go after this stuff. Thank you so much for everybody who's standing. And you know what? It's never too late to stand. So if you're still feeling like, oh, did I miss it? That thing of, I should have done it. You are a powerful person and you can stand up anytime you want, even if it's in half an hour and you're at home. <laughs> okay. Psalm 126. When the Lord brought cap- back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Do you, do you get the progression there? There was freedom that led to dreaming. See, free people dream. When God sets you free and says, you are loved, the momentum of heaven is backing you up, you are free, you say, wow, I can do massive things. Right? Free people dream. They see the possibilities. And then I love this. It says, our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy, then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Yeah. Do you get that progression? Freedom, yeah. dreaming, yeah. joy, the salvation of the nations. I mean, it's quite a big deal, right? God's setting you free. You dreaming. What, what if you're not just dreaming for you? God said to me a couple of weeks ago, Ruth, what if you're not just dreaming for you? What if you're dreaming for a generation? What if you're dreaming for nations? What if your dreaming is what's going to set these people free? And I feel like that's what God is saying to you this morning. So we're going to go after some of this. Oh, Jesus. How many of you just feel, can you feel the presence in the room? So, okay, I'm going to invite you to be even bolder. And I know some of you might not be able to do this, but if you can, I'd like you to stand on your chair. 
ballet. Yeah, you, you don't have to. If you need some help. If, if you're, but actually, if you can, I'm going to recommend that you do. Okay? <laughs> Come on. Wow. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> they are lovely chairs, I have to say. <laughs> Luckily, it's not raining. So, okay. Anybody else who's sitting, I want us to champion these people. I don't know how many people there are sitting, but if you, can you come along the front if you're if you're sitting? If you're sitting. You're the team. Anyone? Anyone, anyone, anyone sitting down? Anyone who's sitting, you're the team. Do you want to come up to the front? Those who are sitting. So everyone gets involved. There's no shame. There's Everyone, no shame. We're sitting I know. Anyone who's sitting, come to the front. You're going to be the team. We are going to champion these people we love like a bit you have of not heard before. Participation at church. <laughs> There's going to be some whooping. There's going to be some shouting. There's going to be a bit of David worship. We're going to cheer you on. Like you know, God believes in you more than you believe in yourself. God trusts you more than you trust yourself. And when you know that, that transforms you. So we're going to stand here and go. You know what? We believe in you. We love you standing out. You ready? One, two. yourself like you want others to celebrate you Come on. which is yeah! a lot <laughs> yeah Jesus you know it's a birthday every day you get celebrated every day if you don't celebrate where you're at right now who's going to and if we celebrate where we're at right now we get to go to the next stage okay I want you to stand keep standing on your chair for a second okay you guys look great you're doing a good job all right, after three, I want you to say, I give myself permission to be great. And I want you to say it like you mean it. You ready? One, two, three. I give myself permission to be great. Are ready? I am. Oh, you did it again. You're very enthusiastic. You can do it again. Come on, man. Ready? Okay. I give myself permission to be great. Next one. I am a world changer. I am a world changer. I was born for such a time as this. I was born for such a time as this. <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm destined for greatness. I am so loved. Nothing is going to hold me back. God is on my side. <laughs> He's really big. <laughs> I am God's plan A for this world. And we're going to do one last thing. We're going to roar together. Because some of you have got that thing inside of you. It's like, I'm radical. And this is your day where, honestly, some of you are going to walk out the room and, and you thought you were normal. And God is revoking your permission to be normal today. You, I, I revoke your permission to be normal. Okay. Your permission to be normal is gone because you are a supernatural being. <laughs> okay. You can make that declaration. I am not normal. <laughs> I was never born for normal. <laughs> okay, you ready to roar? I want you to go for it as well. Not just a rah. Okay. We're, yeah. Let's go for it, right? And let's champion the ones around. Alison's like, I'm ready. I'm, she's ready. Do you, do you want the mic for your one? <laughs> Alrighty. One, two, three. Roar! Wow. Woo! Yes! Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! You know the song that's going around in my head? 
My God's not dead. He's surely alive. Living on the inside. Roaring like a lion. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. Living on the inside. Roaring like a lion. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. Living on the inside. Roaring like a lion. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside. Roaring like a lion. Yes! That's what he sounds like. And you know, this is what he does to raise his armies. Where are we going to be raised if it's not at church? Where are we going to be raised if it's not at home? If we don't believe in ourselves, he's going to put all of this in you and it will just lie latent. But he's so good, he's going to pursue you with his heart. His momentum behind you is so great. He will push you into the places that will pull that out of you. Because we are so dangerous to the world. And they don't even know it. They think the church is dying. Ha, ha, he, he. Sorry, world. You haven't got it right. The church is so dangerous. We've heard the facts earlier on. And you're part of it. And he's raising up an army around the UK and around the world who look exactly like you, who do the jobs that you do. But they've got beliefs. We have beliefs that are so dangerous that actually people are concerned. Because if someone psychoanalyzed us, they think, what the heck? They don't have the life that matches up to their beliefs. But then you said, ah, you missed something. Jesus. Jesus means I can believe all of this and be so dangerous. And when you when you step into that, what happens is God will place you into, into situations that look impossible. I mean, surprise, surprise, when you have an impossible God inside of you, he will take you to impossible places. So I know some of you are standing on your chairs right now going, I'm facing something that completely felt like it took my feet out this week. I just feel there are some people this week that feel, I felt like my feet were taken out this week. And that's why he got us to come today and get you to stand in your chair. Because he says, I'm bigger than that thing. Anything sent before you to back you down, to turn you off, to make you look to the left or right, he has his eye on that thing. He says, "Ah, uh no way. You don't realize what's in that person. There is such greatness in you that your children, your children's children, the people you're connected to are all standing on that chair with you. Everything that is behind you, everything that's for you, every dream of your heart stands on that chair with you and says, I will not die. I will not turn to my left or right. I'm not going to turn the volume down on the voice of the Lord. I'm not going to turn the volume down on my dreams. Because if I don't dream big, who will? If I don't go for this, who will? I'm not waiting for some super anointed Christian to come along and do my life for me. I'm not waiting for some super anointed Christian to tell me I'm anointed and to tell me my destiny. It would be brilliant if he did. I love it when he does, but I'm going to do that until they do. I'm still going to live with everything that the word says, every promise of the word. Do you know there are thousands of promises in the word waiting to be picked up? There are thousands of promises in the word waiting for you to go, what happened if I actually believed this and ran with it? How dangerous would I be? And that's the joy of church, that each one of you could take a different one and run with it. And what you would do is when you get the breakthrough, you would give it to each other. And you'd have testimonies on this stage, and I know you do, because the reason why we feel such such atmosphere of praise and worship, such an atmosphere of breakthrough, is because you already do that. So we're actually telling you who you already are. This is such a joy. We're just cheering you on. So why don't we give each other and Jesus another cheer? Ready? One, two, three. Yeah! You guys did good. <laughs> You, uh, yeah, you feel free to chill out on your chair if you want, but if you want to take a seat, then you're very welcome to. But if you want to keep standing, you just, it is hot. The fire of God is here. Say, <laughs> so, whoever said the British were reserved, eh? <laughs> they just stand on their chairs and weep in church. Oh, thank you so much, Alison. That's nice. I, lo- I loved what Grace was saying, because something I felt that God was speaking about in worship was um, just hope. Just releasing hope. And um, there was a few areas. One of the areas I really felt specifically was finances. And then it's this area of dreams that, that some of us have been limited over time. Or we've, we've changed our mindset of like, I need to look after this person. Or um, we've laid our dreams down for other people's. And, and in some ways it's really good. But I felt like there's this thing God's saying, I want you to pick it up again. And um, I was just reminded of Abraham and the way he believed God. Right? And... Um, I'm just going to read some of um, Romans 4 to you, but I just recommend that you read the chapter 
and just see what, what Abraham did with the promise, okay? Because some of you have got a promise or you've got a, and, and then you've doubted it. Or you've seen a promise in the Bible and felt like that was for you and, and it was and then you've doubted it or God has said, you were born for this. And we've come in and said it. And, and then there's been something that's come in. And um, I felt like Abraham's supposed to be our model here, right? So Romans 4, it says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham believed God. Um, Romans uh, 4.18 says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, as it had been said to him. Against all hope, in hope, he believed. See, whatever circumstances come at you, whatever, whatever hopelessness comes at you, you can still stand in hope and believe. Does that make sense to you? That, that your, your hopelessness is simply saying God's not big enough. Any, any situation in your life, Steve Banks says, any situation in your life that does not glisten with hope means you're believing a lie. It means you're believing a lie. And any hopelessness you have about a situation is bigger than the problem itself. Because God is the God who's, who's saying, stand in hope and believe me. And it goes on in the end of the chapter and it, said that, it says in verse 20, um, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. You know, there were, there were um, a couple of things last week where I felt like I had some promises and I wasn't seeing them kind of work out with some stuff for next year. And I was like, and I was sitting on the train and I was just listening to some worship music and I just turned to Grace and I'm like, Grace, a promise it's like a ticking testimony time bomb just waiting to happen, right? You've got a promise. That means a testimony is about to happen. And I was just beginning to get excited about the fact that God has the power to fulfill every promise. Every promise is yes and amen. And so I feel like this morning that, that some of you, God is renewing your hope to dream by breaking off the disappointment. That hope is being restored. And I want to pray for a few specific things. And um, I know this is kind of a bit different. This is not like a straight message, but... Um, you guys have amazing people, so you get that. But actually, what, like Grace was saying, we care more about you encountering the face of God. And, you know, you, you, can't, you can't enter his presence and leave untransformed, right? I don't know if untransformed is a word, but... It, yeah, yeah you go, exactly. Like now, permission, untransformed is a word. Um, but it is impossible to enter his presence and trust him less. And I've been listening to this song this week that says, God, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters. And I feel like that's what God is doing this morning, is that he's saying, you know what, you guys are called to be radical, but I'm also calling you to, to come to a place where your trust is without borders. Your trust is actually a gift that you get to give. You know, sometimes we think that people either lose our trust or people do this and people do that. And we, we almost negate our own responsibility of being the ones that actually have trust as a gift to give. That God is so trustworthy. And I want to put my trust in him for everything. And I felt specifically in the area of finances that we were supposed to go after this this morning. Um, and so if there's something that with finances that, that it, it, it's hard for you to, to trust or there's just stuff going on, you need a breakthrough. I just want to invite you to stand up because God is, this, God is saying, I am your provider and I'm calling you to trust. And he's about to show some things. And sometimes I think we become an adult, we become secure financially and we feel like we're supposed to provide for ourselves. And actually, he's always our provider no matter what's going on. He is always provider. His name is Jehovah Jireh. And so we're going to pray for you guys. There's a few more people and I actually feel like some of you, it might even be concerned for a family member. Uh, it might be a child, it might be something else, but you're like, oh, their finances are just not in order and it's causing me concern. And God is saying, no, I'm in control. And I actually feel like, Marianne, could you just pray for this? Yeah. The other thing we're going to have you do is uh, Marianne has a huge anointing for calling lost things back. Yes. Literally things that shouldn't ever be found manifesting. 100%, 100% record yep. of lost things being called home. So if you've lost an object that is dear to you, that you want back, feel free to stand up as well. And she's just going to pray for Provision of finances and things to be called back. Um, so just, I'll just share a quick testimony around um, finances. Last year I left um, 
this country to go to Bethel and I'd only paid half of my $4,000 worth of fees and I only had one supporter that was providing me with enough finances to pay for my accommodation but I had nothing else and um, God totally provided me for the whole nine months. I ate well, I always paid my bills on time and if anyone had seen my life from the outside they would think that I was living like a queen. So I just want to impart that testimony to all of you that he he is your provider, like he can't deny who he is. And so I just, I just release that testimony over all of you. We just call in the finances that these people need. We thank you that you are the God of the impossible. Yeah, and I thank you, Lord, that the ways that you provide come surprisingly. And this is just an opportunity for them to see who you really are. Yeah, and we just celebrate in advance for what you're going to do in every single one of these people's lives. And if anyone's lost anything, yeah, I like just uh, if you ever want to hear any testimonies about lost things coming back, speak to Clive and Heather because um, <laughs> Clive lost his uh, mini iPad the other day. And that and um, asked me to pray for. I've got like this crazy faith for anything lost. <laughs> you know how some people have a, a faith for healing. I have a faith for anything that's lost. And every time I pray, those things come back. So for anyone here that that it, that has lost anything, God is the God of restoration. And so I just I ask Jesus that you would return those goods. I ret- return that you would re- return money. That you would return relationships you would restore relationships and we declare that you are the god of restoration and we speak restoration over everyone's lives here yeah and we thank you jesus in advance thank you god amen thank you god i'm excited to hear the testimonies <laughs> Some of you need to get worried about how blessed you're about to be. <laughs> you got it. I like that. We can just have a Holy Spirit time, you and I. <laughs> God is going to do some crazy miracles financially. And I, I want to talk again just two minutes about dreaming and give you a couple of things practically to do, okay, for this. Because some of you are sitting there going, this is all very well, but I didn't even know what I want. Like, I don't know. How am I supposed to know what I want? And, and sometimes we've almost been taught to stop dreaming for ourselves. Because people are like, don't dream that big, you'll get disappointed. But my God is not the God of disappointment. It's just not who he is. You know, some of us even getting the whole, our head around the idea that God wants us to dream is, is a bit difficult too. Um, but I want to talk to you about the fact that God is a father. Right? How many of you are parents in the room? Okay. When it comes to their birthdays, how many of you like to know what your children want so that you can give them something really good, right? Some, why do we think then that God is different? Because sometimes we go to him as his children and we say, God, your will be done, not mine. Can you imagine going to your child for their birthday and saying, hey, Billy, what do you, what do you want for your birthday? Oh, mother, your will, not mine, be done. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you think, <laughs> whatever you think, nothing too much. I know that, <laughs> you know, a child goes, I want this and I want this and I want a pony and I want a horse and I want a dog. And I, you know, well, everything I named was an animal. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, where's Jesus? All right. So, but children are wanting, they know how to ask what they want, right? And God over and over and says, whatever you ask for in my name, right? He is a good father. He wants to give you good things. And so you can take your dreams to him. And I want to encourage you to, to set time aside this week to spend time in the presence dreaming. So that might look like putting on some worship music, being in a place where you, just, you get to be on your own or with your family and you just start drawing, you start thinking, and you start dreaming in the presence. Because whatever you dream about in the presence, you have the capacity to see manifest through your life. 
So whatever you're dreaming about, wow, imagine if, if, if church looked like this. Imagine if the community looked like this. Imagine, then you have the capacity to see that manifest through your life. So I want you to sit in the presence and um, we're taught at Bethel to write out at least 100 dreams. And there's something in writing it out where we then get to see it happen. And so I'm going to encourage you to do that and you guys can, can follow up. And then the other thing with that is to find dream partners. To find people, whether it's in your family or whatever it is, that hold you accountable to the greatness on your life and say, hey, what are you dreaming about? And when they tell you, you say, that's amazing. I celebrate that. That's amazing. So find somebody that you can, and maybe even at the end of this service when you've just got a bit of time to hang about, I want you to, to go to somebody and say, what's, what's one of your dreams? And they don't all have to be God dreams. You know, one of my dreams is to go to Italy. Another one is to go to Hawaii. Swimming with dolphins would be fun. Like, I've got all these things that I'm like, these are on my dreams list. I'd like to own a boat. I love boats. You know, like, you're allowed to have those dreams too. Because God cares about you. He cares about every one of your desires. And uh, it says that uh, desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Right? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. but But desire fulfilled is a tree of life. That means in order for you to have that tree of life, you need to have a desire. So, Father, I just thank you for waking up people's desires, waking up people's dreams. Wow, just put your hand on your heart right now. God, I thank you for reawakening the childlikeness in people, that's, that's the expectancy for good things to happen that comes to you, Daddy, and says, you are a good God. <laughs> and, God, I just thank you for dreamers in this place. I just want you to put your hands on your head. and it's like, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, what we're doing right now. But after three, we're going to say no limits, okay? Because some of you have had limits put on you. You put limits on yourself. And God is saying, no, my children don't have limits. All things are possible, right? All things are possible. Nothing is impossible with him. So after three, we're going to say no limits. And those limits we've put on ourselves, whether it's because of our age, whether it's because of our profession, whether it's because of our education, whether it's because of our uh, ability to speak well or write well or draw well or whatever it is are coming off and God is saying no more there are no limits on my children Colossians 1:11 says he qualified you which means you don't need to qualify yourself so after three we're going to shout no limits and do that okay one two three no limits thank you Jesus that felt good all right we we are going to uh, end with a bit of a fire tunnel and uh, as we do, we've got a couple of things we're going to do through that tunnel. But um, one of the things we really believe is we're going to have a bit of a celebration time. Can we invite the worship team just to start coming back up? And um, we've been seeing God do the most outrageous things around the UK. And Grace said just the last couple of weeks we've been traveling and God has been doing amazing things. Um, we had a lady who had suspected skin cancer on her shoulder. She had a black spot. She had a hair coming out of it. She'd already had cancer before and was about to go and see her oncologist. And just in worship, nobody prayed. Nobody made a declaration. But it disappeared. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Come on. I don't know if you guys remember when I was here last time, but I said the, the degree you celebrate today determines the breakthrough you see tomorrow. Yeah. These are your testimonies. These are things happening on our nation. And we're supposed to get excited because this is our God. You know, we had another lady who had, what was it called? You know the, the name? Oh, uh, the edema. edema. She had edema because she'd either fractured or sprained her wrist. She got edema and then had a splint on it. Yeah. Couldn't move it without pain. And just in the presence, she got totally healed. Nobody prayed for her. God is just really good. We, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. We've had loads of people with floaters in their eyes disappear. We had a lady with arthritis for 20 years who couldn't bend below her knees, touching the floor. She had balloons for feet because they were so swollen, and her shoes were all stretched. They just went straight down. Her shoes were all... That was by the end of the meeting, wasn't it? By the it? end of the meeting, the you end could end. see floppy. Her shoes were, like, way too big for her, you know? She's, and she, she's like, no pain, touching the floor. Come on, Alison. She's getting it. It's amazing. This, she said 20 years she's been in pain. And she was pain-free in that moment. I mean, that, that's amazing. This is the day we're living in. We've seen just so many outrageous things that God is doing. We, had a, we did a fire tunnel like this in Leicester uh, last year. And we, we thought we were supposed to wave flags, which we feel again today. 
And uh, I remember people just coming through, getting totally healed. Uh, one lady came through and she was crying. She turned to me and said, I'm walking without my stick for the first time in 15 years. Oh, Thank on. you, Jesus. Yes. You know, so, come, on. come on. Some of the at most outrageous miracles happen in these tunnels. Yeah. I actually got healed through a fire tunnel. That, that testimony is I was going through a fire tunnel and I got a hug as I went through it and got totally healed. My, my story was that was my first ever fire tunnel. And um, there was this wind going through the tunnel. And it, it, it was supernatural wind. It was like so hard to go against. And so I thought that was normal for a fire tunnel. <laughs> a couple of years later, I went through a fire tunnel. And I was like, where was the wind? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> but God can do incredible supernatural things through. And some of you, it's financial provision. This is a tunnel for breakthrough. So whatever you want, whatever you need, we're going to bless you. And we're going to bless you to go out and be radical. And after you've come through, like, I know we don't need to tell you guys how to party. But um, feel free to party, go crazy. And a couple of us will be at the end. And if you have a real need for healing or you, when you test it out, you're partially better or not fully, we'll, um, we'll pray for you and God will finish that off. So thank you so much. And we, we love you guys. It's been really fun. We love you too. <laughs> just one quick thing before we get in a mess. We'll just take the offering up. <laughs> well, as a Scotsman, I'd just say that. <laughs> Now we can get in a mess. Okay, in two minutes time, you've got permission to get in a mess. Okay, thank you, that's great. That's great. Who's been through a fire? Has anyone not been through a fire tunnel before? Never been through one? Oh, you're going to enjoy this, Bob. You might might never come out. (laughs) Has anyone else not been through a fire tunnel? Wow, we're so spiritual here. The lady up there, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. You come out in fire. It'd be good. It'd be good. So we're just passing the offering basket. So now once we've got the money, <laughs> God can do what you like. Sorry, Father. But I'm just... <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> Some of you are going to get family reconciliation when you come through here. Grace has a huge anointing on her life to see just radical families and Clive. Love the college family. You guys ready? Okay, while, while the team come up, some of you are just going to start dreaming. And actually, you know what I'd like you to do? As you're standing in the queue and you're getting ready to have your life radically transformed forever, you can share with the person next to you, this is something I'm dreaming about. Okay? You guys ready? Yeah. All right, so what we're going to do is have you guys line up here. Yeah. Where Alison is. It's a lady after my own heart. I'm always the first to get through a tunnel. Okay.